What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must with Label Free. As always, bringing you dynamic guests. This time, we've got a mother and daughter dynamic duo. They are both authors. One's an actress, a talent coach, a scout, breast cancer survivor. The other one is also an author, 3D animator, background actor, and author of a trilogy, which is a fantasy and fiction. Please welcome Janet Walmsley and Jenny Story. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Thanks for having us. We really Um, appreciate it. And we're here and where it's getting a little bit sunny, Vancouver, BC, Canada. So you're talking to Canucks. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love I love Canada. Yeah, everybody up there. So I used to go to Canada quite a bit, and everybody is always so friendly. Like yeah. more friendly than here in the US. There are certain parts of the country that are people are are friendly here, but not like all over Canada. You go in my late husband would say it's like they want to offer you a sandwich and a, and a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> sorry is that okay (laughs) oh it's good that's awesome i love it so you know i forgot to mention one really key component here is that um your jenny is a high functioning um person with autism and you you are an advocate you're both advocates for people that are in that space and I really kind of want to like talk about that a little bit and highlight your journey and what it's been like to be in that position as not only a mother, but as a daughter and in working together and where you are today. Yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, and you know, it seems like yesterday, um, Jenny was born in Yellowknife, which is very northern Northwest Territories in Canada. Um, and then we moved down to Vernon because I felt there was something wrong and at first I thought it was her hearing now you think of that Jenny's 29 now so 26 years ago the word autism wasn't no known very much or heard very much I had never even heard of it before but I remember going to a general practitioner and saying there's something up there's something just yeah. not right here and he looked at me as a very overboard over neurotic type of mother and I said, because he said, it's, oh, maybe it's just the terrible twos. Maybe she's just not, you know, slow in talking. I said, no, it's more than that. And a mother, your inner intuition, we know. Yeah. So he said, okay, we'll take you for a hearing test, which we'd done before, but she couldn't handle it. She couldn't, she, the fit was on. Okay. Um, so I ended up going back to that, that uh, general practitioner's office. And I was not leaving the room until he got an appointment with a pediatrician for, for my Jenny. And we did. And she said right away, we weren't even in there five minutes. And she said, this girl has, and then she explained me the word autism and she needs help. Um, So we ended up getting in between because it took a year. I couldn't believe it was going to take that long to go see the specialist in Vancouver. And we were living in an area called the Okanagan, which is five hours from Vancouver. Okay. And, but I got a dream team and I talk about it in my book. Um, and they really helped, but it was just at the beginning. I didn't know what it was, but I remember when we finally got to Vancouver, two days of testing, I felt so sorry for Jenny because a lot of fits were happening, but Jenny's used to me saying this about her. Um, uh, I remember going to the specialist office. My mom was with me, with us and Granana was with us for support for Jen. And I remember her looking at me, no word of a lie, Deanna. And she just sat there and she went, 
Your daughter's never going to talk. She's never going to do well in school. She's never going to be where her peers are. She's never going to get married. She's never going to work in a bank. And she kept going on. And finally, my brain was just not listening anymore. I know. And I thought to myself in my head, I'm going, could you not just give me a smidgen of positiveness just a little bit? Because when you hear that and you see what your child's doing, you're so alarmed and you just worry about your child and you want them to have the best, like you could wave a magic wand and take it all away. But I, I looked at her and I just smiled and I said, well, thank you for your your time. As we were walking out the door, my poor mom, I'm breathing down her neck going, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So between, yeah, between um, the dream team we got in the Okanagan, which I tell you, oh, the unconditional love from the speech therapist, the play therapist, uh, the daycare, the teachers at school, our family as a unit, her brother, myself, uh, it, this is where Jenny got to where she is today. And number one, Jenny. I always say Jenny, I always say Jenny trucked through the trenches of bullying, climbed the slippery mountain slopes of academics, went to the top of the mountain by going to 2D, 3D animation school and graduating to jumping then from the mountain up into the clouds and writing a best-selling award-winning fantasy fiction um, book. Uh, it was a trilly dysnomia. So Jenny, to me, is living proof and an inspiration of what the positives of autism can be. I never look back. I never look. Yeah. Yes. Did we go through trials and tribulations? Sure. You betcha. <laughs> there went Minnesotan. Um, but but did we also have triumphs and tribulations? My God, I've learned so much from her. And this journey we've been on has been a beautiful one. So my book I wrote not only to give hope and a rainbow of colors at the end of a dark tunnel for the autistic community, autistic families, autistic individuals, but I wrote it for people like you and me, the general public, police officers, medical professionals, school teachers, to ignite a positiveness and shine a positive light about autistic individuals on how they can be such a ray of sunshine in society and your best friend, your best friend you could ever have. Sorry, that's my phone. I'll plug that. But also um, in the workforce, because yeah. they get they I think they get a bad rap sometimes in the workforce. So yeah. and I think that autism is misunderstood because it is still so still so new. And yes. and people don't know. Uh, they're still navigating those wa- waters. I've had some people on my show that have autistic children. And we talked about that at length. And actually, I think I'll make a connection, um, make that introduction when we're done. Oh, thank you. That'd be lovely. Um, I always love to hear stories like this. And, you know, you're obviously a very strong mother and really believed in your daughter that she was going to succeed no matter what those people said. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I think doctors are just, they're just shooting at a, at a at, they're aiming at a target and just hoping something sticks. You know what I mean? Yes. They don't, yeah. they don't know everything. So, yeah. you know, bless your heart for doing that. Jenny, what was it like for you as you've navigated these waters and have become such an incredible individual today? Thank you. Well, I, I won't lie. It was very hard for me at the beginning of growing up uh, being autistic because I was so different maybe compared to my peers. I did get bullied for it. And that was hard because I wanted to have friends and just be normal and belong like anybody else would. And then school, I mean, there were certain classes I struggled with, like with math. Math has never been my best subject, uh, but I loved doing art. I loved writing classes and that. And I, and I also did make, I didn't make 
but friends too who love and accept me for who I am and I'm still friends with today mm. and but I just kept going my mom telling you get you can't let them get to you you gotta believe in yourself and just keep pushing and that's what I did I tried to work hard and do my best every day I could could because I wanted to like grad you know like graduate and yeah. get out in the world and and follow, follow my dream and another thing that helped is like animation i always loved animation since i was a little kid uh, i just uh especially like seeing behind the scenes at the end of a vhs tape like uh my bambi one or sleeping beauty oh is that your doggy that's athena yeah she's oh there's there she i told you she's <laughs> coming to say hi come here you want to say hi yeah, yeah I, I just gotta make a little side note here it's kind of a little nugget here jenny i remember when she was young she'd always make these flip pages you know oh, in animation cool. yeah. and then she'd always be drawing yeah. and she'd always i thought her wrists were gonna fall off between writing stories and drawing in these flip pages you remember that yeah, yeah. and uh while your doggies here sparkles uh i had a dog too he was like a jack russell part terrier he was the he was the black and white not the traditional very, probably very hyper Oh, <laughs> I mean, we were pretty fortunate with him. I mean, he de definitely got hyper when it came for his walks, but he was a pretty calm dog for Jack Russell, which we were shocked. But yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, he, oh, yeah, because he, he did a short film about Mr. Sparkles. Yeah, Mr. Sparkles loves bacon. Yeah, Sparkles loves bacon. <laughs> oh, and, I love that. Yeah, and so I just kept going. Working hard, doing my best, um, focusing on things I loved and being around people like my family and friends who loved and accepted me for who I am. And eventually I graduated. Uh, I got accepted into Vancouver Film School um, for 2D and 3D animation, although I took the digital character design at the time, which was kind of like the shorter version for 3D okay. lessons. And yeah, I went through that. Um, I made some friends there who I'm still friends with today. And, yeah. and then your book came in between all the animation yes, schooling. Yes, the book came in between all that as well. And yeah, after I graduated, I officially became a freelance 2D, 3D animator while also um, looking to publish my book. And when I, my mom and I did it, we found a, a people called Influence Publishing at the time. They were kind of like a hybrid probably. Uh, hybrid publishers where they were they did like certain things like a traditional publisher would do but then other things we'd have to do ourselves like with sure. marketing sure. and yeah and yeah. then the book then our books the book, got published yeah so uh what was what's the name of your book i see something behind you can we see yeah. that do you want to show yeah. your books i'll hold one this you hold the first so, one i'll hold the yeah, second one so this is the first book that got published uh that i actually wrote back in high school in my creative writing classes very cool uh, called dysnomia yeah, it was kind of based off a weird dream I had. I was studying for my social studies in grade nine, and just to keep me awake, I decided to turn on my TV. And then all these weird scenes that are in the book appeared on my TV screen. But then oh. when my mom called me for uh, dinner, I looked back, and the TV's off. And it was off the whole time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you just had a you had a vision basically, and that's you turn your vision into a book into a, a series. Oh, the, the second yeah. book looks like it's war oh, yeah. war and peace. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Holy cow. I'm still writing the third one. And so she's writing the, yeah, she's writing the third one right now. Yeah. You're very talented. So <laughs> you just have visions that have that that allows you to be creative and inspire you to write the book. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, for this one, for sure, yeah, the idea just, uh, the idea never went away, it kept on repeating yeah. in my head, so like, you know what, why not just write a book about it, since it's not going away, it must be a sign or something. And what's it's really like, cool, her first book went to, we sent it to Disney, oh, and yeah. John Lasseter looked at it back then when he was still with Disney, and really liked it, and said, this girl's got to get this this yeah. this made into movies or TV series or, or something. So, like I said, that's what she's she's planning to do. She's making pitches to to do it. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Honey Love. Ladies, let's talk about shapewear. We all know most shapewear makes you feel like you're being suffocated. That sexy dress in the back of your closet is so freaking cute, but the thought of having your inside squished by your shapewear is just not worth it. That's why Honey Love spent years researching and developing effective shapewear that's actually comfortable. Overly tight, cheap and sticky fabrics that roll up are a thing of the past. Thanks to Honey Love, you can finally feel confident and comfortable in your favorite outfits. We have an exclusive deal for our listeners for a limited time only. You can get Honey Love's best deal they offer. Get 20% off your entire order with the code labelfree 20 at honeylove.com. That's right, ladies. Get 20% off of your entire order with labelfree20 at honeylove.com. That is that is amazing. So, I mean, it just goes to show you how, you know, the sky's the limit for anyone once they put their mind to it. What, mom, what would you, what would be some, a piece of advice that you give to any parents that are, um, that has a child with autism that has been told that they're never going to be able to do anything? Do you have any like advice or tips that you can share with us? Yeah, I, I think first is just to breathe. <laughs> I think because when a lot of parents get get this at them right away, their first thing is, okay, what can I do? What what can I do here? Because they don't want to go through the cracks. Yeah. And I think number one is you really have to make sure you get the medical support and the school support. And also you have to be supportive within the family um, with your child. Unfortunately, at the beginning, um, Jenny's dad and I are, are not together anymore. And it was and you hear of issues that happen when you, there's an autistic children. Some families, Rahu, they they stick together. Some split because of it. And unfortunately, yeah. we split because my ex was not um, being positive and didn't even want to think she had it. And his ways of um, dealing with it were not good. <laughs> yeah. So what I did was is like making sure you go to a pediatrician, go to a specialist. When yes. you feel that something wrong, like Jenny, I didn't know she was showing me the traits of autism. So she had the five senses, um, sound, taste. Oh my goodness. She'd have to eat the same food all the time because taste and touch of, of food, um, senses, light, sound, you know, she'd have fits if the, if the routine went out of the way. Yeah. So I think when you start seeing the attributes or what autism they're saying is, what autism looks like, you have to make sure you get to a pediatrician who can get you to a specialist who can in turn do the test to figure it out. But I think you've got to go above and beyond that. I went to a place called the Autism Treatment Center in okay. Sheffield, Massachusetts, where they did a movie years back when I found out Jenny had autism. Um, Sunrise Miracle continues about their son, Ron. And they they went to see a doctor and they told him he has to go into a mental institution and they didn't accept that. So they did all this parallel play and all these things they did with him. And now he's, you wouldn't even know he's autistic. Now what I did, I couldn't afford to go there to Sheffield, Massachusetts, because I was in 
BC. But what they did is they sent me papers, they sent me cassettes, they sent me VHSs. And in turn, and this is very important, whether you're dealing with the medical professionals you're working with, the school system you're working with, the daycare you're working with, you have to make sure, and I was very fortunate, they were all like a goldmine. That's why I call my dream team in my book. You work together, that the parent is always included. I hear so many parents tell me that they're not included because what happens if you don't know what the medical staff, medical people are doing, if you don't know what the teachers are doing or what's going on in the daycare, then how are you supposed to carry that on at home? How are you supposed to know that they're doing the right thing with your child and doing what they said they're supposed to be doing? I had a woman come to me. um, She'd read my book and she says, oh, my God, she says, I didn't have that. She says, a matter of fact, she says, when I went to the school to see what was going on, the funding that was supposed to be allotted to her daughter was being dispersed around the school and her daughter was hardly getting anything. Oh my goodness, I'd be so So there's there's that. Your life is actually basically takes over to your your child with autism. Um, Your own life, and I didn't mind at all. She's my daughter. I brought into this world. You know, I see parents that let their children go and put them in a home or whatever. I could just not me personally, I could never do that. So your main, uh, what advice I can give is most importantly, Make sure that you're getting the right support. You're getting play, th- play therapy was fantastic. It was called TheraPlay, where it learns a child how to socialize, how to, con- how to converse correctly, how to be able to um, be kind to a person. You, you have you different levels of autism. You have some um, autistic kids that are very in your face. They yeah. don't know the boundaries of space. You have others that are very introverted. They don't know how to talk. Number big thing with autistic individuals is finding it hard to socialize. Jenny had that really hard. And I mean, today she's so like, I see her now and I almost cry when I see her socializing, talking with you, Deanna, or talking with people, doing these interviews, because that took some time to step up for her. Um, And that's hard. But that is a big thing. And I remember when I was talking to the medical professionals, the daycare, the teachers, I said to them, I know Jenny can get through the academics autistic people are very intelligent and they have certain things that they're very good at, like Jenny with drawing and animation and writing. But I wanted, I I wanted to show them that, 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 that I knew would come in time. But my main concern from right when she was a little girl and still is now is socialization. Yeah. Every autistic parent I talk to every autistic adult individual I speak to, that is a big thing with them is being able to socialize. Yeah. Uh, and that would be, that's why I said their play is really good because it helped with that. Uh, speech um, therapy is very important. Um, and, and then Jenny had a psychologist um, who was very good and introduced her to horse therapy. Oh, very and, cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, Jenny was so in one with this horse and this horse was so in one with her and she learned respect and how to take care of them. And another thing I had, and I I gotta I gotta mention this because this is both for your child, but number one for yourself. Yeah. If ever you are being offered respite care, please take it. Because okay. at first I wasn't going to take it because I felt, oh, no one can look after Jenny like I can, and I've got to be there for her. But when I talked to the respite head, she said, Janet, how can you be there for your child if you're mentally and physically burnt out yourself? Yeah. Because being with an autistic child is a 24-hour job. And then if, like I was a single parent, then you've got to do your own job. I had another child to take care of. 
So, and he was a teenager, young teen at the time, but you have to take care of yourself. So that gave me 28 hours of the month to go and um, get asleep for four hours or be with an adult for four hours, a friend, which you're kind of losing because you're, you know, with your child all the time and and a whole different avenue, be able to go to groceries without having Jenny with me that was having a fit because we weren't going down the same aisle. I even had an older couple come up to me and go, you are a horrible mother and your child is terrible. And I know people can't understand, you know, some don't understand or don't know about autism, but I felt like I was always having to say, oh, but she's, she doesn't want to be like this. And then I finally, after a few years, I just, I just stopped. But what I'm saying is important to get respite and what it did for Jenny yeah. Jenny was able to go out of the home as time went on, go and be with other people, be in another environment, because she found that really hard, like yeah. really, really hard um, to go into another environment and be with other people. So respite not only helped me, but number one, it was really good for 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 her, too. That's and nice. another thing is siblings. It's not only the parents. I write in my book about Jenny's brother, because siblings kind of take a bit of a back seat because when you have an autistic child, the parents have to really put a lot of time not that i'm saying any you don't give time to your other child but it does change a bit and i gotta say i was very fortunate to have a son who was very loving very caring very giving loved his sister very protective of his sister very protective me when i became a single mom he was almost like the dad but just a little quick story and siblings when we have book signing or speaking engagements when i see a sibling i gun like you know go to the sibling ask them how they're doing um how are they how are they finding it having an autistic brother or sister some you know are are good some are are positive some are a bit negative and some are saying things like i just feel like i'm on the outside or i just feel so it's you've got to remember the siblings because they're going through it as much as what the child yeah. is with the autism yeah. and the parents are. Yeah. My son and I, I want to take him out for supper. This is very short and sweet. I want to take him out for, for supper because I just felt that we were staying in a lot because to take Jenny out was hard, but yeah. I couldn't enable her. She had to know what it was like to be on the outside. So yeah. we always liked white spot restaurant. So I was, we went to white spot. First thing Jenny did was have a fit, flung herself under the table. The fit was on. And I remember we'd ordered and I remember people around us just murmuring, giving us dirty looks and just the around us. And my son said, mom, I'll I'll take care of Jenny. So we brought her stuffy, your favorite stuffy and her blanket and some crayons and and coloring books. And he went under the table and said, just wait, when the food comes, just start eating mom. He says, I'll I'll take care of her. So my son, who was like 13 at the time, 14, went underneath the table. And then the food came and people were still kind of looking at us, looking at the table. Like I'll, I'll remember it like yesterday. And then all of a sudden you see this hand come up and it's my son's hand grabbing Jenny's chicken, taking it down underneath her. And then, as, yeah. and then as Jenny started to settle, he came up with her. He, she had her blanket with her. She had her stuffy and she was very calmed. And he just looked at me and no word of a lie. Everything stopped around us. There was silence. There was no murmuring, so nothing. And I remember kind of trying to do this without crying. There was a lady who looked at me and she went like this with her hand on her heart. Yeah, you're making me cry. And smiled. And I just looked at her and went and went like that back to her. So if that wasn't a moment that I've embraced and cherished um, to see a young boy like that. Yeah. Be there for his autistic sister, be there for me um, amongst this group of people, what he set in place for them. Yeah, um, sure. The example. 
the example. Yeah. So it was just something that, that unconditional love that he had for you. Yeah. And it's siblings. And that's why I wanted to mention that. And, and, um, I just wanted to show, and when people, I'll just show you my book here. It's, um, the autistic author and animator. And yeah, and it's Jenny me. And I, I wrote it, like I said, for the autistic community, but I also wrote it for the, um, the general public, um, as, as well. And I, I wanted to show, uh, and I talk about Chris in the book as well. Um, in one of the chapters, because I, I, I really feel we need to be there for every person. Yeah. Even the dog. <laughs> I yeah. read about Mr. Sparkles because he was like Jenny's best friend. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, we're getting, well, we're past time, but uh, oh, we're oh. wrapping things up here in, in soon. Jenny, I want to ask you something. As someone that deals with autism and your growth that you've gone through, do you have anything that you would offer, like maybe a parent or someone that might be in the same place as you? Okay. Oh, where do I begin? Uh, first of all, there's nothing wrong with you. If anybody says, oh, you're autistic and there's something wrong with you, or I feel, don't. There's nothing wrong with you. You're being autistic. It just makes you unique and special and do things that you can do. Because I sometimes been asked from other interviews, if you had the opportunity to get rid of your autism, would you? And I'll be honest, because that's well, I kind of who I am. Um, maybe when I was younger, I probably would have said yes to that, because as I mentioned before, being bullied in that, I just wanted to fit in with my peers and just feel normal and belong, belong. But as I've gotten older, I would not take that away from me. I, in fact, I wouldn't change anything about me because I wouldn't be the person who I am today and with the journey I went through to be able to be an author or so like my oh yeah or like be a 2d 3d animator and just do all of the amazing and wonderful things that i never thought possible because i was basically told my future was bleak so yeah, yeah just believe in yourself and parents just be loving and supportive uh if your friend don't let anybody tell you hey there that your kid there's something wrong with kid that that's not the case just yeah be loving and supportive and Believe in, yeah, that's what I can say. And just keep going for the good and the bad because you're going to have your good days, and but you're also going to have your bad days. And that's just part of life. And if yes. you can just keep going and, yeah, just staying positive and just believing in, yeah, you'll get through and everything will be okay. So Yeah, yes. Jenny's been a huge advocate. She won the Self-Advocate Award um, for Autism through BC Autism. Wow. Um, center here and she's had a documentary done with her and another fellow mm -hmm. to highlight um, a person who's adult with 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 autism yeah. so that's the avenues we're going to to give hope but yeah. also to shine a positive light of it love that I love it my my view on the outside is that it is not impossible when you have a child with autism. It's just going to take them a little bit longer to learn the things that they need to learn. And they learn they, differently. Yeah, they learn right? differently. Like and different. I think that's the that's the issues in schools. And I've been talking to school teachers, and we our books go to the schools uh, for the teachers. My book for the teachers, Jenny books for the for the kids. But I think that's the 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 thing is. They have to see and understand that each child learns differently. So teach them the way that they learn. But unfortunately, yeah. the school system, they're putting the finances to other things than special educators or, or special needs assistants that should be working with kids because that's hard. I've spoke with school teachers. You've got 30, 32 kids in a class. Mm -hmm. And if a couple of them are autistic, 
that's really hard to to teach them their separate way. But then they look good, look as bad kids because they're acting up. But they can't learn that way. It's frustrating for them. There's a certain way they learn. And like I said, they're very intelligent people. Yeah. No, no, no. I've, I've got that. Okay. Where can people find you, connect with you, purchase your books and support you? Where sure. are, give us all the links. Okay. Well, number one is our websites. Okay. Um, mine is Janet. Well, I'll spell it out. It's J-A-N-E-T-W-A-L dot W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com backward slash autism connects and then jenny yours is and then mine is uh j-e-n-n-y j-e-n-n-y so it's two jennies yes s-t-o-r-y dot w-i-x s-i-t-e dot com and then also backwards slash dysnomia and dysnomia is spelled how do you spell oh yeah d-y S-N-O-M-I-A. And we we both have Facebook pages. We've got Twitter pages. We've got Instagram pages. We've got Goodread uh, uh, pages. Um, So we're all on that. And and basically, if you look up Jenny Story, um, her Facebook page is Jenny Story Dysnomia Trilogy page. Her okay. Twitter is Jenny Jenny Story. If you, I think you just look up Jenny Story on Google. Yeah. We come up on a whole bunch of different yeah. things with our interviews and and all and everything like that. Yeah. Excellent, you guys. I'm gonna put those links in the show notes. So please go give them a follow, purchase a book, support this this incredible dynamic mother and daughter duo that we have here today because they are truly making a huge positive impact in the world, especially around autism. Um, which one of you would like to leave the last words of wisdom or advice? I would like to read something from my book. It's very short and sweet. This okay. is from Lisa. Okay. She was Jenny's uh, special needs and case manager in her with her in high school. And um, this is what she says. Um, I've been told Jenny came with a label. And though she agreed that Jenny didn't talk much, she maintained that Jenny listened very well. Lisa said when Jenny spoke, she spoke with purpose and wisdom choosing her words carefully. She also said that Jenny took a different path, not the one expected. She would choose her path carefully, always keeping her final destination in mind. Even when the path appeared to be too steep or treacherous, Jenny forged on. One perspective that Lisa shared about Jenny, one that is my favorite, was that she thought the label should have said, the best is yet to come. Lisa added that she was very thankful to have known Jenny and that Jenny reminds her each and every day that, and she puts this in quotations, a story is not written until the author writes it. And Jenny is a great writer, both in life and her books. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. You're making me cry again. Ladies, oh. this has been such a joy, such a pleasure. Thank you for your being brave and having that courage to stand up and be an advocate for you know autism and doing incredible things with what people label as bad, right? So Thank keep you. doing what you're doing and keep us posted on what new projects you have going on so we can bring you back and update the audience. Thank yeah, you. Well, well thank, thank you for, you. Thank yeah, you for having us. You're welcome. Really you guys, this it. is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.